Yeah, they counted the sound out, we lead the division again. At the top of the round, 17 and Jody with the hands. AI 12 with the Divas, you know that we winning again. AI 12 with the Divas, you know that we winning again. They don't want to see the squad. They just watch you beat the line. They don't want to see us miss the number six. All right, guys, welcome back. Episode 8 of the NSFW Dynasty Podcast. We're a day late because Winter Storm or Blizzard or whatever the fuck it is, Evelyn fucking cunt. trapped us in our house for a whole fucking weekend. So we couldn't get to my brothers to record this. 24 inches of fucking snow in April. 24.2, yep. Fucking nuts. Second biggest snowstorm for Green Bay ever. Yeah, in 89 years. Yeah, it's five inches away from. Do you know in, the, in that year they had two, two snowstorms that were above twenty inches? Fuck that! Thank God I was not alive. They literally <laughs> shut down Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> so annoying. All right. Anyways, now that we're here, let's talk some uh, fantasy football. Some rookie drafts. Let's do it. Yeah, rookie mocks. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today? Obviously, NFL headlines. Some rookie draft talk. Why rookie drafts are important. How to be how to be sure you have a good rookie draft. Rookie must-haves, sleepers, and who's overvalued. And then we'll get down to the three rookie mocks that we did. Yes. We all we're in the middle of a bunch, actually. But yeah, we got but three the three done. that are done. Oh, and I forgot. I'm Mitch Pressine. And with <laughs> me. BJ Cole. Nick is uh, way sucking dicks again, so... Yeah, he's a professional glory holder. (laughs) I can't wait till he edits it and hears that. (laughs) For sure. All right, let's get on to the headlines. First one of the week. The Saints officially got Cam Meredith. Yeah, actually, I didn't think they were going to get him. Uh, I thought it was too low of an offer. But obviously... The Bears have a lot of faith in Allen Robinson because they don't really have much still behind them. Or they're maybe they're just not sure of Cam Meredith coming back completely. Yeah, but I, I do love the landing spot for him. Um, it doesn't get much better than this. He gets to play with Drew Brees, have Michael Thomas right beside him. He's going to slide in. They don't have much behind Michael Thomas, so he's going to slide in as their number two guy right away. Yeah, I said it's really great for him, especially if he comes back fully healthy. Having one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Drew Brees is not going to hurt your value. It's only going to boost it. And like you said, there's no one else really there other than Michael Thomas and the two running backs. This guy is a comeback player of the year candidate for sure. Yeah, I could see it, but he's going to have to work pretty hard for that. Yeah, but he doesn't – he just has to put up solid numbers. I mean, And there's a lot of – a lot of players coming back from yeah, injuries. I guess. So we'll Could see. easily be Allen Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next part. Cowboys. They released Des Bryant. Yeah, like I told you, I think it was in our last podcast. The only thing Jerry Jones loves more than Des Bryant, his man crush, is the green stuff, money. Or pot. I was gonna say, <laughs> oh, some ganja. You know, he loves his money. Paying Des Bryant sixteen and a half million dollars, I think. Yeah, that wasn't gonna. It happen. wasn't gonna fly with him, and Des Bryant was not about ready to take that pay cut. I thought they were gonna at least like try to ask him to take a pay cut, but they straight up were just like, "Fuck you, get out." Yeah. Well, 
and all honestly, really give a fuck. Honestly, yeah. and all honestly, this works works out and better and does his favor because Dak Prescott is nothing special. He needs to have Zeke there in a dominant run game in order to do anything. And on top of it, all he is is a dink and dunker. He's not a great deep thrower. Yeah, I would love to see does go to a place that has a proven quarterback, kind of like Green Bay. If he goes to Green Bay, he would be scary. But I am a Packer fan too, so I'm biased. So proven quarterback, just not quarterback name Flacco. Let's be real, he's going to end up on a team like the Ravens or the Redskins. He's going to go somewhere where he can be the number one receiver, I think. I don't think he wants to play second fiddle to anyone. That's just a bad, that's just a bad business move in my eyes, though. Like, it's so, so you, you go in, you go in and play even even at a second fiddle. He's gonna be involved. He's just gonna get a lot more pressure taken off. Yeah, but they, his ego is too that. high. You gotta stroke his ego. Kind of like those hookers stroke, stroke his dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely thought the Cowboys were gonna keep him, make him take a little pay cut, like I said. And I think now they're just setting Dak up for even more failure. Yeah, you're if gonna you have, rely with on Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, Ryan Switzer, and maybe a rookie Alan Hurts. Yeah, actually, Alan they're Hurts. saying Corden Sutton was the landing spot for him, but I heard also that. The Eagles are really interested in them, which I love. I, lo- I want them to go to the Eagles. I don't. I think the Eagles are negative cap space currently. <laughs> <laughs> they have to make, make some. Well, they just they just cut that cornerback because he got arrested. I don't think but, he made a whole lot. I think he was still on a rookie deal. Still. All right. Anyways, let's get on to C.J. Anderson being Anderson being released by the Broncos. Yeah. Um. You had to expect this coming. They like Booker too much. I don't understand uh, it. I don't either, but he wasn't even making that much money. I think he was making $4 million this year, cap it. It might have been. Something, Something like that. It was maybe six max. Yeah. I didn't look exactly um, yet what it was. But if you guys have Kenny on Drake, you're fucked. Because that's where this guy's going. Remember that big payday that they had to give him a couple years ago? Because the Dolphins restricted free agency. The Dolphins signed him to a big offer sheet, and they had to match him. And he this year they tried to trade for him. So now that he's a free agent, he's gonna go to the Dolphins. Yeah, what I was thinking was when the Dolphins backed out of a supposed deal that they had, I figured he'd be cut. And then go sign with the Dolphins at a cheaper price. Yeah. I honestly think the Dolphins' landing spot would be great for him. It muddles up to two, muddles that backfield up too much with Frank Gord there, too. That Kenyon Drake's not going to have any value this year, in my eyes, if he does land. Maybe as a a pass catcher, a third down back roll for yeah. Kenyon Drake. CJ Anderson, Frank Gore mixing it up as the first and second down back. It's just going to be. I think if he goes miserable. there, CJ Anderson would be your. The back to own in that backfield, I think they would use him the most. But you have the, any of the other two guys, yeah, like you said, it's going to be miserable. And even with Anderson getting the majority, what's the majority? Thirty-eight percent, exactly. Forty percent. It's it just isn't going to work out. I don't think. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's get on to Short our headline period. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot in the week. <laughs> Things or are so. starting to quiet down. So let's get on to our rookie drafts. Why are rookie drafts important? Well, rookie drafts, in my eyes, are more important to leagues if you have a taxi squad or a really big roster. Because if you have a small roster like some leagues, like 25-ish, that's 
majority filled with your veteran players and you have a couple rookies that you really like or sleepers on there that you really like that you don't really want to get rid of. But if you're a contending team, this is how you keep your roster up towards the top is through the rookie draft and yes, trades, but a lot of it, the cheapest way is going through the rookie draft. If, if you aren't buying other picks, cause that's actually yeah. becomes one of the most expensive things is an unknown pick. If you're trying to buy it, you don't know. Exactly. But it, I think it's the best way to keep your team younger. So you're not constantly searching or technically you are constantly searching for the next guy to replace your older tier guys. Exactly. So say you have Larry Fitz, you know, he's could still play two more, three more seasons even, but you know, he's eventually going to come to an end draft a receiver this year. So by the time, by the time he, uh, Larry Fitz retires, you got a guy to put in his place at that point. Yeah. Three years. Another guy that you'll feel confident in and plugging in playing. It is important with these rookies too, that you have patience with them. Like a lot of people we said in the last podcast are really down on Taylor Taylor. But they're not being patient. They didn't understand what he was going. Even to like last Michael time. Thomas right now. Uh, yeah. What What do you see? Michael Thomas got sold for a fourth round pick. Some people not just Mike, don't under Mike Tom from the Chargers. We said Michael. So. Oh yeah. Wait, Mike Williams. Mike wow, Williams. We wow, sound yeah. like fucking retards right now. <laughs> well. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Williams. <laughs> we we just found out through our through our social media that was sold for a fourth round pick. And that's outrageous. That guy didn't have patience in him. He had one injury filled season and sold him for peanuts. That was a top ten pick last season. Yeah. I don't fucking get it. But another reason you can craft your favorite college player from your favorite team just to stash on the end of your bench. Like Wisconsin fans last year, maybe they picked up Corey Clement in the fifth round or even undrafted. They knew about it. And they paid and they got Paid for that. Yeah, <laughs> now he's really going well. for roughly a second rounder. Yeah, which I still think that's overpaying for him. But he's younger, so I, it's, it's. I mean, they use it. him in enough different ways. It's pretty cool. And then another thing, you can find your own sleeper guy once you watch the tape and shit like that. Like we have our sleepers. Yeah. You can target them and get them on your team and hope that they're the breakout guys this that's, year. That's what's nice about tax squads because you get. You don't feel the need to push your rookies to the side because you can have them in your taxi squad for up to three years usually. Yeah, it's usually two. The first two years of their career and then you pull them off the start of the third. But yeah. a lot of a lot of people who do taxi squads only do it for the first year even. Really? Yeah, just for their rookie year and then the next year they have to roster them. Hmm. It all depends. All, <laughs> they're all different. Yeah. Alright, how can you ensure that you have a good rookie draft. Honestly, when it comes to having a good rookie draft or startup draft, you have to put in the time. I know when I went to my first dynasty league, I watched these, listened to these guys saying, oh, we watch all this tape. And I said, I was never going to do that. Like I'm not putting that much time into it, but you really have to, to get a sense onto what these guys are doing. And like us, once we started doing it, we, like doing it it's one of our hobbies now and that's yeah. why we're kind of doing a podcast i know kind of but no um you really got to do your research even if you're not good at watching film go out there and watch film because if these guys are good they'll jump off the screen at you or even 
go on Twitter and look at analysts and shit who do watch the film and see what they have to say about them. There's, There's a lot of guys out there who know what the fuck they're talking. And about. they break it down for you like step by step what what they do good and what you know. Yeah, when, when they slow down the video and like circle the parts and talk about talk through it, a lot of people do that. It's it's a good tool. Social media is your best friend yeah. when it comes to Dynasty. Especially Dynasty Twitter. There's so many great minds out there. Yeah, but you get a couple. I mean, you get the like guys. <laughs> you get guys who you completely disagree with, too, and I think that's half the fun of it. Oh, exactly. All right. Anything else you want to say about that? Um, No, not really. They kind of hit it. Just make sure you're prepared. Watch your film, even though you're not good at it. Look at the numbers. Um, you can look at their college numbers, their splits, everything like that, and then look at the combine numbers, even though it's not – Underwear Olympics. Yeah, it's not going to be the tell-all tale. You can really find the guys that have all the tools to be good in the NFL. And then maybe if they slip in the later round, you take a chance on them. And if they turn out to to be really good, and then you're set for years to come. When you find those sleepers, it really builds your team. All right, what is your strategy when you go into a rookie draft? All right, so me and you, we kind of share the same philosophy in a sense where we like to build our teams through trades. So that's our Mm -hmm. main focus on building our team is we're going to trade, we're going to work the trade wire hard. Like, we're going to work that hard. We're going to talk to everybody, try to accumulate talent on our team that way. That's how I'm going to build my team. So when I do that, I'm going to go into the draft, and I'm going to look for the guys that I believe – will be the next superstars. And it may not be everybody that that people like because I tend to think that people are too are looking for your consistent guys too much. They're not looking for the, the best NFL people. ready guys who yeah. are already kind of maxed out but who can score points for you right away. Yeah. They're not looking for the risk, risky guys like DJ uh, Chark or guys like that. So those are the guys I really focus on and those guys that have all the tools there to be superstars in the NFL and maybe something happened, bad quarterback or shark that it just didn't produce. Yeah, I'm along the same lines as that. Um, I make my rankings and I go down it and I do my best player available. So you do your research, figure it out, figure out the guys you like and like you, I pick my home run potential, my best guys, guy who could potentially be an NFL superstar and that's how I make my rankings and I I follow that yeah pick so, my best player available so for example the guys I'm really looking at in this draft some are going to go early some are going to go later I'm looking at Nick Chubb which is going to be a high end running back but like I said earlier if he never had that injury he would have been the one B. So I put him in that category. I'm looking for the G- DJ Charks, the Mike Saki's, and the Lamar Jacksons, who have all have really high ceilings. I still can't believe that you flipped on Lamar Jackson as much as you have. You used to fucking hate the guy. Now you got him he just way has, up there. Fantasy-wise, he has a really high ceiling, and I like that. So that's what I'm going he for. He has one of the highest ceilings. And I think he could break the NFL. I think I have said it in every episode that we've talked. I don't think he'll break the NFL, but I think he has the highest ceiling. He could break it. All right, let's move on. Other than Saquon, 
who are players that you view as must-haves in the rookie draft? Yeah, obviously Saquon's basically the guys must have. said. Yeah. <laughs> so my guy, my guys are pretty much the guys I just said. Um, I think you have to have Mike Kosecki, his size, his speed, his athleticism. You don't find that in a tight end very often. You got to have DJ Shark because same thing, size, speed, athleticism. It's all there. And then Nick Nick Chubb, again, one post-injury, he was 101B. Pre-injury. Pre-injury. And then the guy that I didn't say before, but Baker Mayfield. This guy has all the tools in him to be a really good QB in the NFL. So that's why I'm going after him. Yeah, I mean, I picked some different guys just so we didn't have the same people. But Lamar Jackson, who I just said, his potential is worth a stab anywhere in the second round to have the Deshaun Watson of last year, but with better rushing ability. And still, the stat no one wants to ever bring up, only, what was it, 27% of his rushes were scrambles. So most of them were designed runs yeah. for him. Yeah, that's People cool. think that he just takes the ball, tucks it, and runs. It's not really something that he does that much. He goes through his progressions. Uh, another guy, Darius Geis. He is the no, obvious number two in the draft right now. Um, he didn't have a lot of uh, receptions in college. He wasn't given the chance a lot. But I think he's shown it to scouts and whatnot in individual workouts that he can be that three-down back, and I look for him to be a breakout three-down back this this season. Yeah, I mean, there's one big thing going into the- draft process was his receiving ability but he had put out multiple videos via Twitter showing his receiving ability and that he does have it. A lot of times just like um, Fournette coming out last year. I was going to say just they like don't another use LSU yeah, back. They don't use him in that type of role. And Fournette showed that he could easily do it. And then my last guy here is John Kelly. Uh, anywhere from like the 12th to 16th pick in a rookie draft. You can't find another guy with a better skill set that he has between running the ball, receiving the ball, power, speed, agility, all of it combined. I think that he's just the ultimate package at that point of the draft. Yeah, if you really like uh, Devontae Freeman in the NFL currently, you want to get this guy because he looks just like him. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for me. All right, all right, moving on. Who are your biggest sleepers in this year's draft? So a guy you wouldn't take in like the first or second round yeah. or who you don't have to take in the first or second round. So my biggest sleepers right now are my guy, Chase Edmonds. Want to go every other? Sure. My biggest sleeper, the guy I'm really looking at is Chase Edmonds. He comes from a small school, so he's not going to get drafted high, but he's shown all of his physical tools to be a capable back in the NFL. He may not be your breakout three down back, you know, superstar, but he's going to be a solid fantasy option for you going. He's your third down back, a guy who's going to be in there with uh, with, uh, third and long, second and long, just long distances. Because it's an obvious pass situation. Um, yeah. I'm going to go. Oh, you have him, so I'll skip him for now. Because <laughs> I have more than you. Uh, Antonio Callaway, wide receiver out of Florida. This guy, if it weren't for him getting in trouble, I think you'd be talking about him as a early second in a rookie mock. Oh, totally. 
he shows all again shows all the tools. He's athletic. He's a good road runner. He has hands. And all he did in Florida was make plays for him. Yeah, he was their best playmaker. The guy just can't stay out of trouble. So that's his one red flag. So if you're looking for a high high reward pick, if you're going to take on a low risk and hopefully you can stay out of trouble, that's the guy to do it. Well, and it definitely seems like he's changed. He has a kid now, and he he's told a lot of people that that's his what he's working for now is for his kid, and he's going to do what he can for the kid. Yeah, I mean, that's all fine I mean, it dandy, could but be, you need to show it. It could you be all just it. talk, but yeah, I mean, it, show it. It, it just seems like it. All right, so my second guy that I really like that has really slipped in a lot of drafts because of his combine is Mark Walton. He hasn't had the greatest combine, but he came back in his pro day and put up a really good pro day. Um, he drastically improved on his 40. He got it up to the respectable number that he needs it to be. The guy is a shifty guy. He can do everything. He can run. He can block. He can catch the ball. But this combine, which everybody watches, no one really watches a pro day, is really what made him slip. Yeah, he was just coming off that ankle injury. He only got approved for the combine just a couple weeks before. So he didn't have all this time that all these other guys do getting ready for all these different drills. Yeah, and this is one of the guys that if you just watch tape on him, you know he has a lot of potential in the NFL because every time you watch his tape, whatever he does really jumps out and He's like making a catches play. your eye. Yeah. So, again, uh, Mark Walton, guy to look out for. Uh, third round he's going in right now, and I think I that's think, a great spot. I think he's you're borderline there. He's going in late second in a lot of these. So I think you might have cheated just if, a little bit. If, if he falls to the third round, you are getting a great deal on that guy. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Um, another guy, this guy is way off a lot of people's radars. I've watched a lot of tape on him, and he sticks out to me. And it is Byron Pringle, a wide receiver out of Kansas State. He is one of the deep threat guys. He can run the post. What's the other one? The flag. Yeah, is the flag the other way? I think that's the name <laughs> of it. I sound like an idiot now. Um, but there was one game. Oh, shit. Who were they playing? It was Oklahoma State. And he had four touchdowns and 290 all-purpose yards, including a kick return touchdown. He just showed that he can do it all. Short, He took short passes deep. He took deep passes to the house. He was all over the field for them. Yeah, I mean, I like what I heard, up, heard from him. I haven't watched a lot of tape on him just because there's not a lot out there. Um, there's a good amount, but there's yeah, not Yeah, I watched as much as I could, but I still think it only came out to like four or five games. Yeah. Um, but no, this I is a guy you're going to get in the fifth round. Yeah, exactly. He's a Late he's fourth. real deep. And he showed out at the combine. I think he finished with the highest spark score. So this is a guy you definitely need to keep your eye on, and he's worth your dart throw. All right. Uh, do your last guy, who I also have as one of mine. All right, my last guy is Alan, Alan Lazard. This, out of all my guys, this is a guy that I firmly believe that has a lot of potential to be your next superstar wide receiver, fantasy wide receiver. He reminds me a lot of... Corlin Sutton, honestly, yeah. a lot of what he does. Um, but except for Corlin Sutton, you're going to get this guy in the third, mid-third round. Instead of the mid-first, yeah. yeah. So you're going to get him in the mid-third round, and he has the height, he has the speed, and he has the hands. You watch at his, you watch his tape again, he really pops out. He's not a blazer by any means, but he's right there. He's like a four or five, he's four guy, he can, something he can, like that. He can make 
make ground between him and the cornerback. That's all you need to do. Especially and even at if his he can't, size. he's six five, so he can post up over a guy. And his forty at the time line was respectable. Uh, yeah, I think it was on top of his height. I think it was a four five four. Um, my guy, my last guy, uh, Rock Thomas, uh, guy out of Jacksonville State. He started at Auburn, five star recruit out of high school. I don't know. When I watched his tape, obviously he played some lesser competition, but there was one game where he, I don't remember what SEC school it was that he played. And obviously he didn't have this huge game because the players around him go to Jacksonville State. They're not <laughs> these five-star recruits, four-star recruits that yeah, the SEC schools are getting. <laughs> so what you look for when you're looking at that is what he does by himself instead of what he does with everyone else it's when he's in open field what does he do to make a guy miss which it was hard for him to get into the open field because he's playing sec opponents <laughs> um you have anything you want to add about him i know you're, you're not his biggest supporter but i know this is another late round guy that you will be able to take a stab on it's a guy that i could see myself taking a stab on especially if i have uh, taxi squad where I can put him on for a couple of years until he can get adjusted and get back up to speed. Obviously, he was a five-star recruit, has a lot of talent, so he's definitely a guy that's worth taking that chance on. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. All right. All right, all right, all right. What players do you think are overvalued and fantasy owners should stay away from? All right, honestly, I think Sam Darnold's Overvalued. After going through these mock drafts, I'm kind of shying away on that, though. Yeah, um, he went very late yeah, in a lot of them. Fourth uh, round, even. I just don't like him. His throwing motion is weird. It's comparable to a lot of quarterbacks that didn't really make it. I mean, I know what you're talking about when you say that now because I've watched it, but it's so weird because he only does that sometimes. It's not like an every time thing. Yeah, but you remember that picture I showed you of him throwing compared to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, but it, that's what scares me. That's what I'm saying, but he's not like that every time. It's when he gets lazy with his shit that he becomes like that. Well, getting lazy is a problem too, but in your defense, you brought this up to me too. Guys can change their throwing mo- motions like um, Staff- Matt Stafford and really make it work. Yeah, so, Matt's, yeah, I think that's what I said. If you watch him, he can do a lot of those weird angles that Stafford does that he throws with. This is not a guy I would take, I guess, in the earlier rounds. But if he was going in like the fourth round in some of these mock drafts. So if he's there in the fourth round, I guess he's worth a shot. Or if you really need a quarterback and he is there in the third late third, something like that. Yeah, but it's just a guy that I don't like and I kind of am shying away from, but if he's there in the fourth round, you'll see, I think, a team that I, I drafted. I think in a two QB league, there's no way I would touch him. He'd go way too high for me to yeah. want to spend that pick on him. No, I'm not touching him in two QB league. That's a first-round pick right there. Um, My first guy, you also have him on your list, is Calvin Ridley. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to come into the NFL and be ready to go and blah de blah de blah He's going to be great, all this. But I think he's going to peak in his rookie season, honestly. Yeah, the guy was known for his athleticism, and he didn't really show it. That's what scares me. I think you need to stay away from him. And he's a first-round pick. You can get a better first-round pick than him. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's projected to be the first wide receiver taken in the NFL draft. Yeah, that's. I feel bad for whoever takes him. I mean, he is fast. That's what. That's about all he's got to his game, though. Yeah. I mean, 
if you're looking for speed, if you're going the Raider style, make that selection. But well, he's not that fast. Either. You're gonna turn, you're gonna turn into the Raiders and then be stuck. <laughs> a lot of dicks. Well, you want to go with the other guy that we have in common? Oh uh, yeah. So we have this guy in common, also, <laughs> as you already know, a guy BJ used to want to suck his dick. I was a huge fan of him. He has a cannon, Josh Allen. But the more I listen to people talk about him, and the more that I watch his tape. The guy is not ready. He doesn't have it mentally. There's a lot of times where he was getting pressured and it seems like that he didn't know where to go with the ball when he's pressured. And to be successful in the NFL, when you're pressured, you got to know where you're going to go. That's how you make your money. That's how you become an elite quarterback. I sense a lot of pick six coming. (laughs) Yeah. and Especially if he starts early in his career. That video video with him at the Senior Bowl also got me – really worried about his his accuracy when he just completely sailed the net from like 10 yards away um but if again if you get him in the late rounds just because arm alone i think you can do it two qb league i'm definitely not i'm definitely not yeah there's too much uh stake there i really don't know what to make with these quarterbacks now I, I still for I still think there's going to be your three quarterbacks that are going to be really have the potential to be really good especially fantasy wise but I I just don't know who, who it's going to be oh. but you have to factor in what is the hit rate on a quarterback in yeah. the NFL it's not very high no, it's not there's good. five of them coming out we'll be lucky if two of them turn into every down starters right in the NFL. right right now I think I think your best bets quarterback wise would be Mayfield and Rosen, to be honest. They're just pure passers. Yeah, as pure passers, and I think Lamar Jackson could be the third guy. Yeah. Again, but I, that, again I don't think I like he's going to be this great passer. I think it's going to be because he can do so much of everything. Yeah, I like him, but it's solely because his ceiling is so high. If it clicks for him, you're going to have a QB1 for – Years to come. All right, we're getting off track. Um, But I'm going to go back to Josh Allen quick. If the Browns take him number one overall, everything they've done to build these draft picks and what they've done this offseason, I think it becomes irrelevant. Yeah, it's it's just a typical Browns pick if they do that. Well, It would be different if they had, like, a Sam Bradford in front of him or or Case Keenum, something like that. Like a more his style play, but to sit behind Tyrod to learn, it doesn't yeah, make that's a whole a, lot of sense. That's a guy that needs to sit behind like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, a really good quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Drew Brees. It doesn't need to be the best, like I named, but yeah, a really good quarterback and learn. He does need. It does need to be one of the better quarterbacks. Yeah. Yes. All right. So my last two guys, they're almost completely different players. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'll go with the one I hate more, Christian Kirk. So many people are so high on this guy, and I just don't see it. I think he's a glorified slot receiver. I think he's, if he's lucky, he'll have a Randall Cobb career so far. Which, yeah. I mean, other than Cobb's one outlier year, hasn't been great. Yeah, Packers definitely let him walk after that year. But, um, no, going back to Christian Kirk, it's... I don't know what to make of this guy. When I watch some of the games, I really like him. When I watch the others, it's meh. The one thing I do like about him is re- is his return ability. If you're in a kick return, punt return league, point league, then um, maybe you take a stab at him. 
But then again, he's going in the first round, yeah. and I won't touch a slot receiver in the first round. Kind of like a Kelvin Ridley. I don't see him in the first round. Well, I mean, if I you look at our mock drafts, yeah. I don't see him as a first round talent. But I can I see someone taking him in the first round. That's why I I just have him ranked higher because it's the way it's gonna go. And then uh, all right, my last guy, Auden Tate. I just kind of thought this was known. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I just had to throw guy. him in there. Because, I mean, prototypical size and all this shit. And then he comes out and he runs a 4-7-40. In his pro day. 4-7-4 in his 40. There's tight ends who ran faster than him. That's And that was in his pro day, too. When your 40 was supposed to get better because it's all handheld. And it went down. A good amount. <laughs> yes. I think he should make the switch to tight end, put on a little weight, and then maybe he has a... I don't think he has a heart to get in the weight room and put on the right weight, though. Oh, yeah. Maybe some, Kel- maybe some Kelvin Benjamin weight. Some yeah. fat. <laughs> oh, shit. We didn't fill this part out. <laughs> just keep on going. Do you want to do that part? Yeah, just do that part. All right. What strategy do you go into rookie drafts with? All right. So we kind of hit on it earlier. I guess we totally hit it on, on it earlier. But definitely go into these drafts <clears throat> looking not just for the consistent players because the consistent players will keep you mediocre. Look for these guys that have the talent to be all-stars within the league, like your Gasakis, like your Cortland Suttons, like your Sharks, like your DJ Moores. Look for those type of guys that will really blossom your team if they pan out. You can get Gasecki now in a mid-third. So getting a prime-time tight end in the third round, you're going to be sitting in really good shape, especially if you're a contender for years to come. Yeah, in these mock drafts, watching Gasecki fall that far, I was like, wow, I'm definitely taking him right here. <laughs> there was times End that I didn't. the second, early third. It's yeah, like, there was times that I didn't want to take him to see how far he would fall. Yeah, I know, same. But I was trying to do it in the mindset of, what the way I'm going to draft. Well, I did that for these three. I didn't touch Lamar Jackson because I wanted to see where he was going. Yeah. Well, once Gusecki hit the third round, I knew I was going to take him if he if I was sitting there in the third round. So I just took him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not going to hit on that because we already did. So let's uh, get into these these mock drafts we did. All right, let me pull this shit up. Yeah, real quick. same. I'm not gonna pause <laughs> da, it. Da, we'll da, just da. Uh, act like we're which one we're so, with 18. The first one we did. Yeah, let's start the first with 18. one I finished. All right, so you picked from the three spot. Let's, let's go. Okay, you picked from the three spot, and I picked from the six spot. It's a four round rookie mock. Is this the one? Yeah, this one worked out really nice for me. Yeah, me too. I like my team in here a lot. So the first pick overall was obviously Mitch. You want to tell him? Uh, Saquon. Duh. <laughs> the second pick was Darius Geis. The third pick was Nick Chubb. And then it took a turn for the weird. These next two picks are kind of just ridiculous. Number four was Royce Freeman. Yes. Can we talk about that pick for a little bit here? Yeah. I mean... I have him as my number 10 player, or 10 running back, I think, in my rankings, if I remember correctly. And, I mean, he his uh, combine, it actually turned out a lot better than I expected. And he's shown it at Oregon. I just think he's, I don't know, eh. Yeah. I mean, he definitely went up in my rankings a little bit. 
But he's not your the home, fourth. He's not your home he's run. Not your home That's run what pick. I was looking this for. is this is your guy that he's going to go out and at best he's going to give you your Jonathan Stewart type career. That just same school, yeah, yeah. That just mediocre running back. He's going to have a couple really good games. He may lead you to one championship. Jonathan Stewart led me to one championship. But that's about yeah, it. So did Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay Cutler and Alshon Jeffrey. That was sweet. That was also redraft. <laughs> so that. But yeah, that was that's going to be about it for him. He's going to be that's the consistent pick, the guy that's going to go out there and be mediocre that I'm talking about. That's not what I'm looking for. And number five, uh, guy. yeah, the guy I fucking hate, Christian Kirk. Um, I just don't get it. Yeah, he's the first receiver off the board. Yeah, I mean, I don't get why he's the first receiver off the board. But again, this is probably a guy that's looking for just consistency starting off right away. If he can go in and play the slot right away, I can see him being consistent with it. But I don't like it. Like Cortland Sutton, you have potential all-pro player right there. Mm -hmm. He has the size, he has the ability to get away, and he has the hands. Everything that Christian Kirk has, he just has the speed. That's all he has. So I don't get it. I don't get why you take a slot receiver right there. I'm not going to be calling these guys out. But if you're listening, what the fuck were you thinking? And that led me with the sixth pick to land Sony Michelle. Like, that is a fucking steal right there. I thought there was no way in fuck I was going to get him. Yeah, getting Sony Michelle at the six, I would be coming in my pants. I thought I was going to have to settle with a Penny or DJ yeah. Moore. I wasn't, I'm not the biggest fan of Sony Michelle, but he's definitely worth the risk at the six spot. He's like, worth I, the risk I at the four spot. With, 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 my, with my pick, I took Nick Chubb because he has superstar ability more than what Sony Michelle has. Sony Michelle is your all around guy who can get develop into that three down role. That's the main reason I'd be as happy as I am getting well, him at the six spot. With with the six spot, that's real good value. Uh so number seven was Rashad Penny. Un, the guy one of the guys I thought I was gonna get. He's another guy that could end up being what everyone thinks Sony is gonna be right now. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, well, I agree with that. All right. So number eight, uh, DJ Moore. Uh, a lot of people's number one receiver in this draft class. I, he's my number two, and I think he is pretty great in every aspect of the game. Yeah, I definitely like this pick. Uh, getting DJ Moore at the eighth spot, later rounds of the first. I mean, later picks of the first is he shows all the capability to be. And Stefan Diggs type again, same school, but yeah. the guy that will go out there and give con- consistently and give you really good games. All right, next uh, with the nine pick was Ronald Jones. I mean, I that's pretty decent value. I don't, I don't mind that right there. Home right, run, home, home run swing right there. All right, there's a lot sit going on with his vision. A lot, lot being said about his vision, but. And his let's, small hands and yeah. the catching ability. Let's, let's put it this way. The guy can score from anywhere on the field. He's really athletic. He ran a 4.66 with a pulled hammy halfway through. They're going to get him on the field. He's going to put up points. All right. So this next one, other than 1-1 one, one, and maybe me grabbing Sony at the 1-6, I think this is one of the better picks. It's getting Cortland Sutton with the 10th pick of the draft. Yeah, He's I, my number one receiver, and to get him at the 10 spot is great value. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't see how you even draft Ronald Jones over Cortland Sutton. When you're in these drafts, you have to think about best player available. 
out of those last picks, other than Chubb, I would say he was the best player being taken. So you have. I mean, I mean, I, I would no, I would take Sony, Sony but oh, out of the rest of those order. picks, I would yeah. probably, I would probably take. Sutton over every one of those guys. Yeah, Sutton's my number five guy, and he got him at 10. So that's great value. Yeah, so bravo to you. Number 11, Calvin Ridley. Not eh. a big fan of this pick. Granted, it's not as high as a lot of people do have him. It's a, it's a, it's a low first-round pick, so I, I can see it. But I would much rather, if I'm going to take a chance on him, it's going to be in the second round. A lot of these people who pick at 111, though, already are... In the championship game, at the very least, in a 12-team league. So, maybe that's why he's just wanted to add another guy that he could slot in for eight points a week yeah. during his bye week. Uh, number 12, on Johnson. This is a solid pick. He's right around there in my rankings, number 12, I think. So, I... No, I like on Johnson a lot, um, especially this late in the draft. He shows a lot of potential to be a solid running back in the NFL. He's not... I don't think he's going to be an all-pro type running back like you would get, obviously, in the earlier picks. But he's definitely a solid pick. There's a lot of potential in him. You never know what he can do. All right. Second round, first pick, James Washington. Second pick of the second round, John Kelly. I like that a lot. That's good value. Yeah. Um. Now your pick, what my pick. Um, getting him in the second round, I think is a steal. To be honest, DJ Shark. I talk about him a lot. Don't still don't know if I say, say his name right, but he has everything there to be a superstar potential. He may need to refine his route running a little bit, but he everything's there. And He's also got to get used to actually getting targeted in an offense. <laughs> that too, oh, <laughs> but it's worth the risk, especially in the second round. All right, so at uh, 2 4 or 204, another high potential guy, guy Equinemius St. Brown. I like him too. Solid. Uh, this one really pissed me off. I was actually happy because I picked right after him. Uh, 205 guy drafted Josh Adams. Yeah, I don't get it. This is a he full has two rounds too early for me. Yeah, he hasn't proven anything, if not three rounds, anything to be picked that high. So, uh, so then it was me at the 206. I drafted Kalen Balage. I mean, if you're talking home run hits in the middle of the second round, this is your guy who, being six, two and a half, six three, two hundred 230 pounds, runs a four, four, five, something like that. I, I mean, he's, put him on my team. Let's see what fucking happens. Yeah, let's he's definitely a home run hit. He has a size, he has a speed, he has everything. Now, here I could have grabbed one of the top tight ends, but I wanted to see if they could fall to my next pick, which I don't believe they did. Oh, no, you snagged one of them. All right, so 207, Michael Gallup. Solid. Solid. He's a little more of a consistent guy. He's not yeah. a home run guy. 208, uh, Mark Walton. like that pick. That's I like I like that pick a lot. It's so. a little higher than what you're It's saying. higher than what I'm saying, no, but, but still later in the second, I like it. That's a good spot for him. 208 is where he should go every time, I think. Um, 209, Dallas Goddard, a lot of people's favorite tight end. Not mine. A lot of, yeah, mine either. Uh, in most, it flip-flops between Gusecki and Goddard yeah. for people who do rankings. 
210, first quarterback off the board, Baker Mayfield. Uh, a lot of people, I believe, they think that he's going to be a day one starter, and that's why he's there. And he was one of the most accurate in college. So I mean, I like that. I At the beginning, I really liked that pick, but after seeing all these running, these quarterbacks fall to where they have, I think that's a little high going through these mock drafts. But I still like the pick. I mean, he's he's by far the best player available right there. It's just out of the ordinary, put it that way, which that's completely well, fine. I, I think these mock drafts are a little weird because the quarterbacks did fall so far. Yeah. All right. Um, where was that? 210. So 211 was Bo Scarborough. Solid pick right there. Another home run potential guy. Yeah, showed a lot in the combine, and out of the running backs you have left, easily the best one. 212, Naheem Hines. Another, he's, I don't know, he's your third down back. He's never going to be your every down back. Yeah, he's just a receiving back. That's all he's going to be. Yeah, and a returner. Uh, First pick of the third round, this is one of my favorite picks, to get him with the first pick of the third round, Lamar Jackson. This is where I would look to take my quarterback. I mean, yeah, Lamar Jackson at the third round, you get the highest ceiling in the draft. Well, and if you have the first pick, you're probably the worst team. So yeah. gather as much potential as you can. Exactly. So you get the highest pick in the draft and, I mean, the highest ceiling in the draft. So it's a good stash. So the guy who picked out the 1-1 gets Saquon, James Washington, Lamar Jackson so far. That's a good start. Yeah, it's not too shabby. All right. Uh, 302, Traquan Smith, UCF. I, like I know him. he's one of your guys. I like him a lot, but I I would have drafted one, maybe two wide receivers ahead of him there. <laughs> Problem, I know for sure one. Oh, yeah. The next receiver that yeah. goes would be definitely ahead of him. And then in 3-3, I took my guy, my tight end, my home run hit, Mike Kosecki. This guy has potential to be a freak in the NFL with his size, his speed, and his hands. Watch out for him. <laughs> this next pick might be one of my favorites. Uh, with the 304, he drafted Anthony Miller. I have him as my number five wide receiver in this class. I love what he can do. And I follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. He should probably do it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'll probably look into that. You know, uh, Anthony Miller, It kind of he would have jumped Traycon Smith after more I watched of him. Um, so this is one of the guys I would have took over him. Still like Traycon Smith a lot, but I would have took him over Traycon. Okay, uh, 305, Mark Andrews. He's the consensus number three tight end in this draft. Yep. I would agree with that. Um, 306, Alan Lazard. I picked him. I thought at 306, that's a pretty solid spot. Especially since I'm thinking he ends up a Packer. No, he's a really good, that's a really good spot to take him. Again, mid third round, you can get a guy almost exactly like the guy you get in the mid mid first. Or here late first, I yeah. guess. But it's it's definitely worth the risk right here. I love that pick. All right. 307, Kiki Kuti. I'm not his biggest fan. I don't know. No, right but now it's at, a, at this point in the draft. You're hitting you darts. Yeah, you don't have much to work work with here. So I can understand that. Uh 308, Dante Pettis. Solid. This, this is this I like this pick a lot because he was hurt majority of last year. And he has been proven to be a consistent wide receiver. I college. do like Dante Pettis. I liked yeah. his film quite a bit. 
And your guy at 309. 309. Uh, my non-guy, Auden Tate. I mean, don't like it. I don't think that's a terrible pick at 309. Once again, dart throw. I'm not touching him. That's just me. Okay. I'm just saying, dart throw, six five, six six guy. Maybe he catches you one ten touchdowns. Eight seconds. <laughs> Literally have to be on the one, and <laughs> you, or you just have to have a very good offensive line so the quarterback can stand back there while the guy walk, runs fifteen yards in twenty minutes. Right. Oh, three ten. Hayden Hurst. He's, I don't know, consensus number four tight end. Maybe. A lot of Gets people threesome. like him though, so I he's been ex baseball player. Yeah, really old. <laughs> yeah, he's like twenty five already. Uh, Three eleven, Sam Darnold. I could not, see him. Not yeah, a bad that, spot. That's a good spot for him. One QB. Three twelve, Antonio Callaway. We Love hit on him game. earlier. That's a solid, solid dark. Get him. Game. Get him with the last pick of the third round. That's a really good pick. Four oh one, Josh Rosen. This is a great pick right here. That's a here. fucking steal. You get probably the best passer in the draft, and that's with your last pick. <laughs> a full round later than Lamar Jackson, yep. and a round in two picks after Baker. Yep. Uh, 402, Justin Jackson. I like this pick a lot. I like that pick a lot, but I'm kind of knocking it because he wasn't the best player available. So... Who was? Just go on to the next one. 403, Josh Allen? Yeah, I picked him, even though I was ragging on him. I did pick Josh Allen. Get him in the fourth round. He has a lot of potential, so that's not bad. He has the most potential out of all the players in there. I bet you wish you picked F401 there to grab Rosen. (laughs) I did. I was hoping he was falling to me. (laughs) That's kind of weird, though. The guy with the first pick drafted both Rosen and... (laughs) Hey, maybe Jackson. he's needy at quarterback. Yeah, you never know. Knows. All right, 404, Ito Smith. Mm, he's another third down back. Yeah. I mean, that could work out well being a fourth-round pick right there. Even if he only gets that third-down roll, if you get that in the fourth round, not going to be too mad about it if he becomes the next Theo Riddick or something like that. Yeah, PPR, I mean, he definitely has value. So 405 hated this pick. Jarvion Franklin. Yeah. I didn't see shit out of him. No, he's going to be uh, on a team for maybe two years and then cut and never heard of again. <laughs> All right, 406, my pick. I picked Byron Pringle. He wasn't even one of the players I could have selected from the side. But you made team. it happen. <laughs> but I added him to it and took him. I was actually debating with the next guy, too, at 407, Deion Kane. Just because it's wide receiver university, maybe he breaks out. <laughs> yeah, they uh, he hasn't shown much, though. So. He was a five-star recruit out of high school. Number one wide receiver available. So, there's a lot of people going into the NFL. Doesn't saying. mean they're good. Could be. Uh, 408, Jordan Lasley. Not his biggest fan. No. Not at all. Uh, four nine. I didn't think another quarterback would have been selected in a four round draft, and it was Kyle Loletta. He was probably looking for the guy I just took. Yeah, possibly. Uh, four ten. Akram Wadley. And receiving back. And then four eleven, four twelve. They're pretty similar players in De- uh, Deshaun Hamilton and Darius Fountain, speedster wide receivers. Out of out of those two, I like Deshaun Hamilton a lot. I think you're gonna get good value there. 
I kind of like with Lazard, he's kind of been linked to the Packers through the draft, so he's definitely got to keep an eye on. All right, so that's it for the first one. These next two, let's just hit on the players that we took in our respective or, or spots. We can just do one more. We can do them both. We'll just hit on the players that we selected since it's a lot of the same guys, and we're yeah. not going to have a whole lot to say. Yeah. So, All right, so in the next one, I had the 102. BJ had the 104. The 104. Okay. So with the 102, I grabbed Darius Geis. Obviously, consensus number two pick. Yep. With the 104, I grabbed Sony Michelle. I did not make the mistake that other people made in the last draft. Um, I, I did that because taking Cortland Sutton in there is too much of a risk. Dynasty football is driven by the running backs. It really is. You so trade I had a, for receivers, yeah. draft running backs. I really, I really had to take round. a stab at Sony Michelle and see what he could turn out to be. All right, so in the second round at 202, I took DJ Chark, another guy uh, we're both high on. His ability is just out. It's up there. It's high echelon. Yep, and at 204, I took James Washington just because I felt like he was a first-round pick and kind of just fell to me. Yeah, so, that's a good pick right there. Let's so I, I snagged him up right away to go along with Sony Michelle. I was hoping at 302 to get my quarterback – but instead, I got the best tight end in the draft at, with uh, Mike Gusecki. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love that at the 302. Again, Thank it, you. whenever you can get Secchi in the third, just be happy. Spring that boner and wear it proud. <laughs> it's actually funny. In the last one, I drafted Lazard and you drafted Gusecki. And in this one, I drafted Gusecki and you drafted yep. Lazard at the three, 304. I drafted Lazard. I can't complain with that value. It has a lot of potential. Um. So, 402, I took Deion Kane just to switch it up from my last one. Yep, 404, I just believe that you need to snag a quarterback in every draft because they're so hard to hit on. So, you got to take a stab at one in every draft. So, so I took DJ, Josh Allen. In, you're one of, one of your players to avoid. <laughs> You've taken them both, in two yeah. mock drafts. So took them in both mock drafts. But you get him in the fourth round, you can't really complain against that. He's, he has a lot of potential. I just don't think... He's going to live up to it, but I'm, I'm willing in the first round to take that risk. Fourth round? That's what I said, right? Well, I thought you said first. No, <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. All right, so that's it for that one. Um, what was that other one we did? Oh, yeah. 20? 20, yeah. It's just not finished, but we're finished, so. Uh, where'd I draft in this one? I drafted at the sixth spot. BJ drafted at the five spot. You want to tell them who you took in the first? Yep. With 105, I took Cortland Sutton. All your first tier, really, running backs are gone. Time to move, move on to the next best, and that's Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I, I picked at 106. I was debating between DJ Moore and Rashad Penny. Um, I went off our main league and went with my needs for that and took uh, Rashad Penny. Can't really complain gamble. about that. He does have potential to be a three-down back. He can receive the ball, so worth the risk there. Yep. All right. So two hundred five for you. All right. Two hundred five. I took DJ Shark. I went back to back on the wide receivers here. Um, just with the running backs there, I thought that he had the highest potential to be the next fantasy superstar. Okay. Yeah. Two hundred six. I took a note. Yeah. One of my potential superstar guys, and it's Kalen Blage. Yep, I like Kalen Blasio a lot, but when DJ Shark's there, I'll take DJ Shark over 
ordered Kalen Blige ten out, ten times out of ten. Yeah, and you just so happened to pick him before me, so fuck yeah. you. <laughs> All right, we yeah. both drafted quarterbacks in the third round. Yeah, so three hundred five. I finally got my guy, the guy that I really like a lot. I'm not talking about him, but when Baker Mayfield's taken, this is a guy you're going to pick, and you're going to be really happy about it. And that's Josh Rosen, pure passer. Get him in the third round. Again, walk around with that boner proud. Say boner proud. Walk around with that boner proud. Okay, I thought that's what you said. When you spring that boner because you got Josh Rosen in the third, you fucking rep that shit. You don't hide it. You don't shove a book down there to hide it. Well, a pick after you. I took my guy, Lamar Jackson, and I was ecstatic to get him at the 306. He's gone early third at the latest in all the ones you've done. So yeah, that's that's a really good pick, too. Um, Especially since he's my guy. Highest potential. Yeah, highest potential. Yeah. I had to take the pure passer because they work out the best in the NFL. So that's why I want to Josh Rose. Have you heard of Mike Vick? <clears throat> Have you heard about dog fighting? Well, yeah, just because he can run, he's going to have a dog fighting ring. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Maybe there's a trend. Who'd you take in the fourth, BJ? Don't know yet. Oh, shit. Did I actually take him in the fourth, too? Yep, you took two quarterbacks. Hey, double up on quarterbacks and probably took, right here, great value for him, Sam Darnold. I mean, getting him in the first, fourth round, yes, I don't really like him, but he's shown a lot, so if I take a Start throw in the fourth. I'm good. That's the guy I'm gonna go. That's the best start throw you got. All right. Uh, with my 406 pick, I took one of my sleeper guys, Rock Thomas. Just uh, stash him and hope he does something. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. We couldn't think of a game for today, so. Uh, yeah, we're kind of bad at that. <laughs> it would have been easier if Nick were here. I had a game ready, but I would have had all the answers if I would have came up with the game and we played it. Exactly. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. That's the end of this episode. We kept it under an hour. Holy nice job. shit. Just barely. All right, cents. we got to wait three more minutes. Now we'll just run silence. through the places they can find us. Hey, we'll work on our uh, exits. Because <laughs> our exits kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, they're not that bad. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, you know where to find us. I'm at NSFW underscore DFF Mitch. I'm at NSFW underscore DFF BJ. Or if you're BJ in the mocks, you just put NSFW underscore BJ. So it sounds like a porno handle. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, follow our main account at NSFW underscore DFF. <laughs> follow us on Facebook. NSFW Dynasty FF. And find us on... SoundCloud, Anchor, Play Radio. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Later, bitches. All right, see ya.